We're learning Sicha Beis in Pasha's Devarim, in Chelek Yitess, on page 9. The Rebbe in this Sicha is going to discuss the whole union of Mishnah Teira, the fundamental Sicha regarding the entire Chumish of Devarim, which in Chazal is referred to as Mishnah Teira. What's the meaning of this? What's the difference between the other four Svarim of Chamisha uh, Chumshah Teira and Mishnah Teira? And the significance of it, as we'll see. In Pasik, Vayihibar Boim Shana Goyme, Daber Diber Meishal Bene Israel Goyme. The 40th year, Meishra Benu spoke to all the Yidden. Zenefaran, Zvei Pirushim, from Zvei Pashtonim. There are two different interpretations what exactly Meishra Benu spoke about from two of the Mefarshim that explain simple Pshat on the Pasik. But the boss and the given direct from Moshe Tzidin. What exactly did Moshe Rabbeinu speak to the Eden? Aleph, one perishes, Rashi brings that up from Sifri. Rashi quotes what it says in the Sifri. That this was Moshe Rabbeinu rebuking the Eden before he passes away. As we see here, a lot of different things that he said to the Eden about the past, of what happened, the Avedis that happened, and how they have to be careful for the future. Beis, another pshat, the Sefur Nezokt, Hechzelahem, Kolatayra Kula, Adheina Bechlal. Moshe Rabbeinu reviewed with them all of the mitzvahs of the Torah, everything that he had taught them in the past, and he reviewed with them everything that he has said until here. As we also see in Chumash Devarim, that it speaks, it goes over a lot of different mitzvahs that it already said before. And that's actually why it's referred to as Mishneh Torah. It's a repetition of the things, of the halachas of the Torah that it says before. These two interpretations are not different or contradicting one another. If you look in Chumash Dvarim, you'll see that it contains both. In Sefer Dvarim, in Sefer Dvarim you find words of Meshach Rabbeinu giving the Yidin Musa, rebuking them for things that happened. And it also reviews all of Teireh. As it's seen in its name. The only difference between these two interpretations is. What is it more emphasized? What do we highlight more when it says that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to Yid? What was his main focus? To rebuke them or to review the mitzvahs? What's, uh, what's more important? What's the, the primary focus? What's more important over here in the name Mishneh Teireh or when it says Dibe Moshe, that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to Yidin? <clears throat> However, the question here is When it says Dibe Moshe, it's not referring to one or another section of what Moshe Rabbeinu spoke. It's referring to the entire Sefer Dvarim. So we must say that the two different parts of Sefer Dvarim that are included in Dibir Moshe, which is the Divrei Techoche, those parts of Moshe Rabbeinu rebuke Yidin, and Mishneh Teireh, and the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu reviews the mitzvahs, is Kalol Zemizah. They're included from one another. They're both included in the same word of Dibir Moshe, so therefore they're included in one another. Or... They have some kind of content that is connecting them, and therefore it's included both in the same words of Diber Moshe. So the question is, what is this? What is the connection between these two? It seems to be two unrelated things that happened here. Before Moshe Rabbeinu passes away, so he sort of goes through the history of the past and gives them his parting words, and he rebukes them and guides them for the future. It's one point. Then a different point, that Moshe Rabbeinu reviews the mitzvahs of the Teireh, that they should know and remember the mitzvahs. What's the connection here? The chilok zwischen die erste vier svarim und sefer devarim. The difference that we find that there is between the first four svarim of Chamishachom Sheteira and sefer devarim, zok de Gemara, de Gemara Megillah says as follows. As the vier svarim zanem mipiak vura. The first four svarim are from the mouth of Hashem. This is what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying on his own, from his own mouth, from his own. This is Moshe Rabbeinu speaking and uh, re- saying things that are recorded here in Mishnah Teireh. That's the simple translation of the words of the Gemara. So the Rebbe immediately clarifies that Pshat from Mipiatzmai, but however, when the Gemara says that Mishnah Teireh is Moshe Rabbeinu speaking on his own, 
Ist nicht, dass Mishne Teire hat Moshe Chasvashalem gesagt von sich allein seine eigene Rede. It doesn't, God forbid, mean that Moshe Rabbeinu here in Mishne Teire is speaking on his own, his own words that are being recorded here. That can't be. The Rebbe quotes here in Order 7 that the Rambam says that anybody says that even one word in the entire Teire is something that Moshe Rabbeinu said on his own is a kaifer bateire. And that includes even the things that are in Mishne Teire and Chumash Dvarim. Nor the Rashi is this Masbim Makamacher. Rather, as Rashi explains this elsewhere, Moshe Lav Rabbeinu did not teach them on his own the ideas and the things that are said in Mishnah Teira. Ella Kamisha Kibla, who exactly the way, the way he received it from the Eivisher, that's what he was repeating. and he was repeating and giving over to the Yidden what he heard from the Eivisher. And the Chomashakosov Bedibris Achreinus, Rashi there is actually primarily focusing on the Luchas Shnias and what it says in the second Dibris in Parshas Vaschanon. And Rashi says everything that's written there in the second Luchas, Hayakosov Beluchas, it was already written in the first Luchas as well. And whatever he says here in Parshas Vaschanon, Moshe Rabbeinu heard Besinai. So what do we see here? That what, what's written in Mishnah Teira is not something that Moshe Rabbeinu on his own said. With his mipiatzmai, everything he said, he received and heard from the Eibushter. And vitais v'zakt adasas Moshe meatzmai amram. When it says in the Gemara that Moshe said it on his own, it's given beruach hakaidish. It's not that he said it on his own from his own mind. He said it repeating things that he heard beruach hakaidish. So now, if so, the question is: Is it move on? Vivalt asech mishneh teirat Moshe gezakt nit zayne verte. Since over here, even mishneh teirat Moshe Rabbeinu is not saying his own words, his own ideas. Nor erat is gesagt beruach hakaidish. He's saying what he heard beruach hakaidish. Shchinah medaberes metech kreinai. The shchinah speaks through his throat. Was the far and therefore hata gesagt v'nasati metagaime. You see this in the second parasha of Shema when Moshe Rabbeinu says v'nasati and I will give rain, which refers to the Eivishter. V'adoses v'sruach havaya hushadibe. And the reason Moshe Rabbeinu could speak this way about himself, that I give the rain, is because it's the Eivish just speaking through his mouth. So even here, it's not Moshe Rabbeinu's own words. So then why is Mishnah Teira any different than the other four Sfarim? And Chazal referred to it as Mipi Atzmai, but it's not Mipi Atzmai. It's the Chayra, seemingly the same direct communication that Moshe Rabbeinu is giving from what he heard from the Eivish Ruach HaKadosh. We could ask a similar question on this that the Gemara says in a few places. So there's usually in the Gemara when you have two psukim that are one right near the other so you can compare one to another and learn out halachas from one to another. But there's one opinion in Gemara that says that no, we can't learn from one another. When you have two psukim that are near one another you can't compare them and they're, they're separate. Besides one exception, in Chumash Dvarim and Mishnah Teira over here, even this opinion agrees that you could darshan from two psukim that are written near each other. What's the reason for this distinction? And the Ravon is Masber. The Ravon, one of the Rishayim explains, the time, the reason is, all Teira is the words of the Eivishter that are being recorded. And we know that in Teira, there's no order in what's before and what's after. It's the Eivish speaking and the Psukim that are written one near each other is not necessarily with a certain Seder. So you can't compare and learn one from another. But Meshach Rabbeinu, when he organized the Psukim of Mishnah Teireh, parasha ha-parasha, one parasha after the other, it's Meshach Rabbeinu is on his own that organized this and he organized the Psukim in this way in order to actually compare them. The darshan and to compare one to another. So here you could darshan and compare. So them that move on. So here we have the same question. So Mishnah Teira was also said with Ruach HaKadosh. Favas is the Seder in Dvarim Tali and Moshe. So if it's all Ruach HaKadosh, so then everything over here about this, everything that was said, the order, the way it's said, and the way it's recorded, is also all Ruach HaKadosh. So why is that dependent on Moshe, that Moshe Rabbein organized this? As opposed to the first four svarim, there we say that it's only the shchina and the mipiyah gvura.
Was an anoich ibigigabin gavaran to yidin durich meishra beinu. Even there, it's meishra beinu that communicated and recorded the words that he heard from the shchena. So if you're going to say the very fact that it's coming through meisha, so therefore it's organized in a certain way, that should apply to the first four svarim as well. If it doesn't apply there, so it shouldn't apply here by the chumash of Mishnah Teira, which also Meishar Rabbeinu is hearing from the Pia from the Eibushdash, Meruach Hakadosh. The beard in them. So the explanation here is as follows. So here the Rebbe will give a, a, a general, important, fundamental introduction regarding Teira in general. Chazal zogn al paim shona kodma teira loyla. The teira precedes the world two thousand years. Was kodma meant nitnor in zman? Kodma does not mean in time. The teira is two thousand years before the world is created. Actually, before the world is created, there is no time. Nor beikir in mailoch shivis. Primarily, what it refers to is in the level and the significance of the source of where teira comes from. Teira mitzad atzma is in ganzen hecher from welt. Teira on its own, is completely removed and higher from the limits of the existence of the world. And therefore, in order for Teire to descend into the world, the Teire comes from its source, the Ruchni is the place, totally removed of the reality of this world, and it comes down and applied and related to the physical being of the world, and it talks about the physical things in this world. So the Teire is coming from a very high place, it has to leave its place and come down and be applied here and into this world. There's through an intermediary that is drawing down and bringing Teireh from one reality to the, this reality of the world. The concept of a mamutza is a connector, one that could connect from one reality, from the source of Teireh, to bring the purity of what Teireh is and bring it down undiluted here in this world to apply it physically in this new reality here. At his Hechafumvelt, on at his Invelt. You have to have this power to connect, and this in Mimutza, this connecting force has to be on one hand someone that's on the level of Teta itself. In other words, it could relate to the source of Teta, but at the same time, it could communicate and bring down the Teta and adapt it here into this world, into this physical world. And therefore, this Mimutza can join these two opposites, opposite worlds and bring it together. So who is this Mimutza? The Mimutza Tzvishen Teireh and Velt is Meishe Rabbeinu. That intermediary that draws Teireh from its source and applies it and brings it down here into this world is Meishe Rabbeinu. But by him, Gefintman Tzveik Tzavis, you find regarding who Meishe Rabbeinu himself is that he is comprised of two opposites. At his given betachlus abitul nitmitzies v'nachnuma. On one hand, Moshe Rabbeinu does not relate to the reality of this world at all. He's totally above this world. He's absolute bottle to Hashem. V'nachnuma, he said about himself. What are we? Abitul versus hechafim velt. A level of bitul that's not based on any existence in the world, but a bitul that elevates and is totally removed from the existence in this world. That's on one hand. On the tzveit side, on the other hand, is the given shleimus amitzies. Moshe Rabbeinu is described as the perfect human being, the most perfect of what exists in the world. Vimitzius is mitzad velt. Vazdefar is a ergevem balkayme. You see this also expressed by the physical stature and the height of Moshe Rabbeinu, that he was Esther Amis, he was ten Amis tall, which is the shleimus of the height of a human being, the number ten. Which is much taller than the usual height that the Gemara says of an every human being, which is three Amis, about uh, four and a half, of the, about five feet, not including the head actually. So, Akaponim, you see that Moshe Rabbeinu, how do we express his greatness? Not only by saying how bottle he was, but actually by speaking also about how tall he was, and how perfect and how great he was within the entity of this world. So that was Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu combined the two opposites of being on one hand completely bottle and not a part of this world. He was, he, was, he was, as it says in other places, the Rebbe quotes it here in Order 19, one part of him was totally divine. On the other hand, he was also a physical human being and the shleimus of a physical human being in this world. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu brings down the Teireh from its source and its purity that's totally removed of the entire existence of this world and draws it down to be applied and relevant here in this world below.
Now, ah, so this is the general point of what is accomplished through Teireh. The Ebishter gives us Teireh through Meshe Rabbeinu here in this world. As then in Da, So now, when you have a Mamutza, an intermediary, that's drawing from a source and relating it over, communicating it to a new reality, that's the position of a Mamutza, as it was here with Meshe Rabbeinu. But generally speaking, regarding a Mamutza, so this could happen in one of two ways. One is when it's just sort of passing through. It's not coming into this new entity, into this new reality and adapting here, but it's just in a passive way being present. The ashpa that's being drawn down through this intermediary into the new place is not being adapted by this mamutza in his mind with his own understanding and then he's sort of interpreting it in his own way in order to bring it down, to lower it down, to be able to apply it to someone else that it's in a lower place. No, that's not what's happening. This intermediary is not really bringing any actual change in the ashpa that he's drawing down. The very same ashpa that there is in the source the intermediary brings it and draws it and, and, and is, is uh, communicating the same idea, the way it exists in the source, bringing it down into a lower place. The Mamutze, in this case, is bringing and drawing the concept as is in one world, and bringing it down to a different world, into a different reality. But it remains with the same Mahos, it's the same concept, the same idea that is being brought from one world and being explained into a lower world, but not adapted, not applied and not adapted, not changed in any way, but just being brought down into a lower world, from a Ruchni world into a Gashmi world. The marshal that Rebbe gives in the order 25 is, is like when you take a Dvar Seichel, you have a concept in your mind, and then you bring it down on pen and paper, so it goes from being in a spiritual place in your mind, in your thoughts, and now it comes down in your hands on pen and paper. So now it's here with letters and words that are expressed and articulated on a paper. So it sort of went from one world of Ruchnias to a world of Gashmias. But nothing really changed. It's the same concept that passes through your hands. Your hands don't adapt and change the concept. It just brings it down into the world of ink and paper. That's one concept of a, of a, of a, a mamutza that comes down, but it's Bederech Mave. It's the, the Mumutza is doing something which is passive. He doesn't adapt and change the concept. But then there's another approach of a Mumutza. When you have a Mumutza that actually changes and adapts the concept. The idea that's being drawn down from the source is coming down and is being adapted and defined by the Mumutza. This brings a change in this Ashpa. It comes down on the level of the Mumutza that's communicating this. And that's how this Mamutza is able to relate the idea to someone that's on a much lower level because the Mamutza is able to find the right words to explain it and to lower it down, to bring it to their level that they should be able to understand it. So this is a Mamutza that's not just serving in a passive role to bring something from a higher place to a lower place and drawing it here without changing the essence of it. No, this is a Mamutza that serves a role of taking the idea and changing it, bringing it into his world understanding it in his own ways, with his own words, adapting it in a way that he could be able to then explain it to someone else that's on a much lower level. These two different ways of how a Mamutza functions is the difference between what Meishra Rabbeinu related in the other four of the Svarim of Chomish and Mishnah Teireh. In the Ashtafir Svarim is Meishra Givena Mamutza Bederech Maiver. And the other four Sfar and Meshra Beinu served as an intermediary to bring down Taira, but he did not adapt it at all. He did not change anything. He didn't lower it down. It's just in a, serving in a passive role to bring it from Ruchni is the world and to link it and bring it down into Agashmi is the world. Other than Farashi, Nasa Shliach. He's simply like a Shliach. A Shliach is not supposed to deviate at all from what the Meshaleach tells him to do. 
a shliach is not supposed to add his own two senses, his own ideas, and to adapt anything in his way. A shliach is simply a messenger bringing from the world of the Mishaleach directly, undiluted, to the world, to the place where he has to bring it to. These words of Teireh weren't at all comprehended and changed by his own understanding. In an oifim fun is where it gets in, in, involved and enclosed in, in, in and changed by his understanding. Nor is in the It remains the words of Hagvura of the Eibishter with its full intensity. It remains in the same essence even when it comes down. On the other hand, Mishnah Teide, when it comes to Chumash Devarim Mishnah Teide, this is also said with Moshe Rabbeinu hearing from the Eivish Devaruach HaKadosh, Hatzachabe Deruach Havaya Ongeton, and his Nitvas Gevarim in Asagis Moshe Bederach Eslapshus. But here the Ruach HaKadosh is a Ruach Havaya, but that Ruach Havaya enters into Moshe Rabbeinu's brain, and there's a Tfisa, he comprehends it on his level, in his world, in his words. And from there, he lowers it down and adapts it to be able to communicate it to the Yidin here below. It's for this reason that it's referred to as Mipi Atzmai, because here he's adapting it on a level that it could then be received and comprehended by the Yidin that will teach it to them. So it's not, it's totally different. It's very different than what happens in the first four Sfarim that Maish Rabbeinu brings directly to the Yidin. This explains also Pavos, a fillik mandamas, as Baalme, Loy Dorish Smuchim, even the opinion that says that usually we do not darsh and two psukim that are near each other, is Bimishna Taita Dorish. But a Mishna Taita we do. The Yash the first Fadim, so when it comes to the first four Sfadim of Chomish, Hayes, Zezen and Nitke Kumim, be slapshus and Seichel from Mesha, since it did not get enclosed in Mesha Rabbeinu's mind, his Seichel did not affect, did not comprehend, didn't enter into his mind, and he didn't adapt it, is Agam, as the Seder Aksuvim is in Adiok. So even though the order of Psukim is precise, it's, everything is precise in Teireh, is this Abra Hecher Seder? It's a different kind of order, not an order that we can relate to. The Smuchim is an Nitloiter Asogif from the Vnoim. The way the Psukim are written, one near each other, are not anything that we could comprehend and darshan and explain. And the Far is Loi Dorish Smuchim. So therefore he says, we don't dash and smuchim. This is, this, the order that's written is not something for our comprehension, and therefore it's not intended to be darshaned. Whereas here, Mishnah Teireh, where the words of the Ebishter are also Ruach HaKadosh, but that Ruach HaKadosh then is adapted by Mesha Rabbeinu understanding. So therefore even the order of the words in the Psukim here, it's organized according to the way Meish Rabbeinu understands this. Over here, this is intended to be darshan, the psukim, the way they're written. That's the difference between Mishnah Teireh and the other four Svarim. So now, what comes out from all of this? It would seem that the four Svarim are on a much higher level. It's Meish Rabbeinu communicating directly the words of David to bringing it from the source directly to the world below without in any way tampering, not, not really tampering, but in other words, without adapting it on a level for himself to be able to apply it then to people that are on a lower level. It's more direct. In Mishnah Teireh, there's a Yeridah here. Meish Rabbeinu is bringing it down and adapting it in his Seichel, applying it to people that are lower that could understand it and appreciate it. So the Rebbe says, Why does Abish to do this? What's the necessity of having Mishnah Teireh? As Mishnah Teireh's Lazayim be'eslapshus in the Asaga from Meishah, that here the fifth of the Chamisha Chomshet Teireh, Mishnah Teireh, should come down from Ruach HaKadosh and be understood in Meishah Rabbeinu's own mind. And therefore we even say, we relate it to Meishah Rabbeinu as if it's his. There's nothing that's accomplished by this. All that happens here is there's a Yerida. You're bringing data down, bringing data down a level. So what's the purpose of this? So here the Rebbe will explain that there's actually a tremendous Mila in Mishnah Teda that is much greater than the other four Svarim. Is the beard in them? So the explanation here is as follows. When you have Ashpa that's being carried over, through a mamutza, through an intermediary, from a source to the receiver on the other end, but it does not get affected in any way by the mamutza. He's just carrying it over as is. 
It really, in essence, always remains removed and above the comprehension of the worlds of the Mekablam. Since this is a concept, this is a spa, this is a seichel, that is not at all in, within their realm of understanding. And the Mamutza is bringing it down into their world, but really it's not a concept that ever adapts and relates to them, that they could really comprehend. Like in the Mashal that the Rebbe said before, regarding the pen and paper, that is bringing down the world of Seichel from the mind of the person into the ink and paper that it's on, that it's articulated in those words. You can't ever say that now the paper adapts and explains and understands and receives this concept. It remains a Dvar Seichel. It doesn't become something which is physical. But it passes through and it comes into the world of ink and paper, but it never really becomes physical in the sense that now it's received, it's changed, it becomes a physical concept. No, it remains a concept. So the same thing also over here when we're talking about any ashpa that's passing through and is being brought from one world to another, but it's not ever adapting to that world, so it remains always removed from this new place. So this new ashpa that the Mekablam are taking, this that they could take from this ashpa, that they actually do comprehend, is not the ashpa itself. The ashpa itself always remains completely removed. Because the ashpa itself is unchanged. It never was, never was lowered down and it never was uh, adapted to their level. And the Rebbe so therefore applying it back to Teire. When Teire volta rapke kumulamata blois bederech maiver durech meishe. If Teire would have came down to the world only as a mumutza, where Meishe Rabbein is communicating it directly, unchanged. Volten yidin mit Zeire kliasage. So then yidin using their own minds and trying to comprehend Teire with their comprehension, nit kekent masig zain dem etzematere. The essence of Teda, of what it really is, that's something that was never brought down, that was never adapted to their level. And to really take and receive the words of the Eibishter, that's something that remains unchanged and could never penetrate into their Seichel. So it remains above their comprehension. The aspect of Teda that we would, that we could comprehend, that's just some radiance a much lower level of the source of what the Dvaravaya itself is. So therefore, in other words, by bringing it down through a Mamutza in this way, which is Bederach Maiver, when it's just passing through, but it's never really adapting, you're missing the component of really, truly, fully bringing down Teda itself, that it should be understood by the Eden here in this world. So therefore, this is the additional accomplishment of Mishnah Teireh. It's not merely a Yerida, but there's a, a tremendous accomplishment here. Moshe Rabbeinu reviews it for Yidin. Here the point, the emphasis is on the Lahem. He's bringing it down to them. Here Moshe Rabbeinu brings and teaches Yidin the Teireh as he adapts it in his own mind. And now he communicates it to Yidin. Is the Noch? So then, what is accomplished here is Venayid learn Teira in Velachamatzavazolnazayin. So now Yid, any time he learns Teira, in any condition he may be, a filavener is nit Teira Chmanalasan, even if he's impure, nemt er di Teira. He's taking, he's connecting to Teira itself. Meish Rabbeinu, which is Mechetzil Amayla Alekim, and can take the essence of Teira, took the essence of Teira and comprehended and adapted that essence of Teireh in his own words, in his own mind, in a way that then that could be related over to the receiver, to the Yidin. So it's taking the Teireh itself, the Dvar and making it available and accessible to the Yidin to comprehend. So therefore, So over here, the Teireh doesn't remain aloof from the Yidin, totally removed from them and the Yidna comprehending just a ha'ara, a radiance of the Teireh, but it's the Teireh itself that's being adapted for Yidna to be able to comprehend in their Seichel. Another detail here is, since the Hechselem, Moshe Rabbeinu reviews all the Teireh, 
What Moshe Rabbeinu is accomplishing is not only unique to Mishnah Torah, but now this also changes the Yidin's access to learning the other Svarim of Torah, that the Yidin are learning it and are able to comprehend the Torah itself, the Dvaravai of the Torah. What Moshe is there Mumutze, the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu is able to accomplish this for any yid in any condition to learn Taita is because Moshe Rabbeinu is the intermediary that connects all, every single yid with the matzev. Even those yidin that are found in a very low place. It's explained regarding when yidin were requesting to eat basa when they were in the Midbar. Moshe Rabbeinu said, how do I have basa to give them? Where do I come to such a level to feed them basa? As Meisha Tzachnit Kekant Mashpul Zayin in the Rashpa from Bzar Taiva, Meisha Rabbeinu could not lower himself down to a level of Bossa, not only Bossa, but Bossa that was a Taiva. Bizar Ebishtatim Gezagd Isfali Shivim Ishmi Zikni Yisrael, Vatzaltim in Aruach Asher Olecha, that you should gather 70 elders, and then I will take the light from that's, a, that's a you, on you and bring it upon them. So the emphasis here is the the v'atzalti ruach, or from the spirit that is asher alecha. As they all come from the spirit of Moshe Rabbeinu, which means oich di ashpa, hot kumust zayin durech atzilus ruchishal Moshe. Even though the seventy zakenim are being used there, but the ashpa has to come from the ruach of Moshe. Well, all ashpas yidin kumen durech Moshe dafka. All ashpas, including the lowest level, even dealing with such yidin that are on the level of besar taiva, has to come from Moshe Rabbeinu. So therefore, through the fact that Teireh comes down into the existence of Meishe Rabbeinu, which is that intermediary, in Allah's Aina Eser Amis, and Meishe Rabbeinu, not only as being a Isha Lekim, but Meishe Rabbeinu as being the most perfect human being in his stature and his height of ten Amis, including the lowest Amah of the body of Meishe. So Moshe Rabbeinu carries over and brings the Teireh down even to the lowest and the simplest of Yidin, that no matter who the Yid is, he's taking the source of Teireh that Moshe Rabbeinu adapted and brought down for him to learn and comprehend in his Seichel. That's the, the true accomplishment of the Mamutza. In other words, not the Mamutza only on the first level, where things are passing through B'derach Maiver, and it's not getting changed and affected, and it's never being adapted to the receiver, so there, it always remains aloof from the person, but the Torah is being brought down and adapted to the person to learn, but it's really the essence of Torah that's there. It remains the Dvaravaya, but that Dvaravaya is being brought down and adapted to the person to receive. Sort of a combination of two opposites. So the Rebbe now will address this. We can afford Zayn Beit HaHofchen Tzazamen. So how is this possible to have two opposites together? As Teireh was very nislabish in Seichel on On one hand, you have Teireh that comes into the mind of a person that he thinks and understands it. So much so, the Gemara says, a person learns Teireh and understands the words of Teireh in his mind. The Teireh is related to him. It's called Teireh Soi. It's his Teireh. And Allah is a Rav Shemachal Kveideh, Kveideh Machal. A person that learns Teireh because the Teireh becomes his. So his honor that his students have to give him is the honor of Teireh. And he and Teireh become one identity and he has the right, he has sort of the control and the right to be Meichel and the honor of Teireh. It's his. So Bobby Shazayin Dvaravaya. But at the same time, it's the Abishta's words. The, in other words, the accomplishment of the Mamutza is not that the Mamutza leaves behind the purity and the Dvaravaya of the Teireh and he adapts something different. He adapts it in his own world of something that's new and, and removed of the source and that's what he brings down to the receiver. That's not the accomplishment of a Mamutza. So then he's going away from the, the source. The Mamutza is a connector. The Mamutza is connecting the Dvaravaya that exists in the source with its purity and he's adapting that in a different world to be able to be explained in the world of the Makabal, not taking away the source of the essence of what it is. So how could you have these two opposites at the same time? What is this Kayach of this Mamutza? So the Rebbe explains, this is the Far over here regarding Mishneh Teireh. The explanation is, was Mishneh Teireh Nemtzach von Atzmusi is Barach. The way that Mishneh Teireh is communicated to Meshach Rabbeinu is really the power of the very essence of the Eibishter. Was this Hecher von Eschalkos. That's above any levels, any divisions. Oiris, v'giluyim, any revelations, any, any levels of light. Afilu the oiris achi al yainim, 
The highest level of any revelation or expression of Hashem is defined in a certain level. Even if it's extremely high and intense and unlimited, but it's defined in its world and its level. The moment you want to bring it out and communicate it to a different level, to another world of expression or another mode of godliness, it's not, it's not the same. It gets changed, it gets diluted, it doesn't retain the purity that it has in the previous level. The, 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 these are different levels. So when you're talking about any level of revelation, so either it's that level there where it's fully revealed with its full, its ten, full intensity, and that's in a, in a case where this level is revealed and it's not adapting to anything else. It's here in its full intensity. Other as if it leaves its place, if there's a certain giloi that's coming out and being communicated in a different world, so it loses its source, it loses its intensity. It goes into a different level, different mode. If it comes down and it's enclosed and communicated into a world of creation. So that's when you're talking about Eiris Vigiluyim. Eiris Vigiluyim, so everything is divided in various different levels. When it comes to the very essence of the Ebishter, where there are no levels, there are no divisions, so here you could have both of them as one. Here you can have the two opposites together. The On one hand, the Ashpa reaches and extends all the way down to the lowest level into the creation. So much so that we're relating it to Mesha himself. It's his, he's speaking. It's the comprehension of a person that's speaking. And at the very same time, in essence, what is this? It's the Eibishter's words. It's not a level of expression. It's not a level of revelation. It's the very essence of the Eibishter, the very essence of Teda. The very essence of Teda, wherever it is, remains the very same essence. It doesn't matter which world it's adapted into, which world it comes down into. It doesn't matter on the level that it's in. The very essence is it. This is it, no matter what level it's on. That is really the accomplishment of this Mimotzeher that we're speaking about in this context. So in other words, not only is Mishnah Teireh not a Yirida, in contrast to the previous Svarim, that it came down a level, Meshach Rabbeinu adapted it in his own words, in his own mind, Meshach Rabbeinu adapts it, but retains the purity of the source. And the way, only way that that's possible to have these two opposites together is because it's the essence of the Eibishter that, that isn't on any level or isn't related to any revelation. It's the essence of the Teda, the essence of the Eibishter that comes from the source and is adapted to a lower world and it's all one and the same. It could retain the source in the purity of the source even when it's adapted on a lower level. So this is the difference between the first four Svarim and Mishnah Teda. The Ashtafir Svarims and a Mipiya Gvura. The first four Svarim are described as Mipiya Gvura that comes from the Yevishter. Unachmer, wie der Ramban schreibt, the Ramban says regarding Teda in general, if you look in the way the Psukim of the Teda are written, who's writing the Psukim of the Teda? So the Ramban discusses this in Moshal. It says in the Pesach, Vayedaber Hashem, El Meishalemer. So who's writing this? Is the Yevishter writing this? If the Yevishter is writing it, it should have said, Vidibarti El Meisha, I spoke to Meisha. Is Moshe Rabbeinu writing this? It should have said, V'dibber Hashem Eli. Hashem spoke to me. Why does it say, V'yedaber Hashem on Moshe Leimah? There's like a third party that's writing what it says in Teireh. So the Ramban says, As is anachnachme, the Ramban shrayt, As is anachnachme, gevaren v'yashlishi amedaber. When you read the Psukim of Teireh, it's like a third party that's speaking, and it sailed, As v'yedaber Hashem on Moshe Leimah. That Hashem spoke to Moshe, v'chayetze b'zeh. That's what the Ramban says. That's the style of the writing of the Teireh. So what does this mean? Who is this Shlishi and Medaber? Taich Chsidis, Chsidis interprets what this means, as thus is Atzmus HaMaitzel, thus is Hechaf and Shem Avaya, this refers to the essence of the Ebishter, higher than the level of Avaya, and the Far is Bekeichet and Mechavaz and Avaya with Moshe, and therefore the, the Shlishi and Medaber refers to Atzmus HaMaitzel, which is speaking about the communication that there is between Avaya, a certain level of revelation of a name of Avaya, that speaks and communicates to Mesha. That's all of Teda. So not even in, not, not only in Chumash uh, Dvarim, in Mishnah Teda, but this is even regarding all of Teda, that it refers to Atzmus HaMaitzel. But, but here the Rebbe made the point before that it's Tafke Mishnah Teda, that 
comes from the very essence of the Eibishter to communicate it in the world of the Yidden and still retain the purity of the source. So the Rebbe not clarifies. But yet, there's a difference. The very fact that in the rest of Teda, we refer to the one that's writing the Teda, so to speak, the source of Teda, coming from the level of Shlishi Amedabe, there's a third party that's communicating this. And this level of Shlishi is, is a third level. And this third is, is bringing together these two. It's bringing together the name of Vaya communicating to Meisha. So this itself shows that we're speaking about a level, that there are levels here, there are divisions. There's a Shlishi Amedaber, and then there's, there's Meisha, there's Avaya, and we're bringing together the two. That's a very, a very tremendous accomplishment, but yet it's still two entities that are coming together. But the point that we're saying here is deeper. This is from the very essence of the Eibishter. It's even higher than this level of Shlishi Amedaber that Chassidus usually speaks about regarding all the Torah. And therefore you have over here the two opposite extremes. On one hand, on one hand, this is Meisha Beinu himself, his entity. And at the very same time, this itself is Dvaravaya. Over here in Mishnah Teire, it's not two levels that are being joined together. When you join together two levels, it's still two distinct levels. Elamai, we're bringing them together. You have a higher force that brings together these two levels. So there's a higher revelation, a higher intensity that's able to bring two together. Over here, we're talking about the very essence, the very essence of the Eivishter. This is it. Meish Rabbeinu, his essence is the Teda, at the very essence of the Teda. This is it itself. It's not bringing two things together. And therefore, when Meish Rabbeinu communicates in his Seichel, the words of Teda to the Yidin, this is the very essence of the Teda itself that is communicating to the Yidin. That's a much greater accomplishment over here in this Mimutza of Teda more than the other four Svarim. So now that Rebbe will relate this back to the point we said before, that in Mishnah Teda you have not only Meshach Rabbeinu teaching Teda to the Yidin, but also the Musr, the Teichacha, the rebuking of the Yidin. So the Rebbe relates this back to Aveda Sa'adam in the Aveda from Tshuva. The Aveda of Tshuva has this point here. The Tnuva from Tshuva comes from the Bal Tshuva On one hand, Tshuva is something that comes from the person alone. Why? Before, when a person sins, so what happens? The person becomes completely separated from the Eibishter. is not in a position where he's in a world of revelation, in a world of connection, and therefore that inspires him to come to, to, to serve the Eibishter and do tshuva. That's not what happens by a Baal Tshuva. So Velachad is Nitkin Keli. He's not receiving this. He doesn't have the ability to be sensitive to, uh, to any revelation from above. Nor from Zichalein. There's something deep inside of him. There's something in the place of the person, that where he is, that he makes the decision and the choice to do tshuva. That's one aspect of a Baal Tshuva. But on the other hand, on the other hand, there's a cardinal rule. Everything, anytime a person is awakened from within, that he himself comes to his senses and realizes, oh, I better do Tshuva, there has to be something from above that is awakening the person. So, so that's always true. Nothing a person does is ever from his, on, on his own, himself. It comes from above. So what does that mean over here? When it comes to a Baal Tshuva, is it something that's coming from within, that the person wakes up on his own? He's not a, you talk to him, you try to inspire him, you try, try to reveal in him. It, it, he's, not, he's not open to all this. He's shut off, he's cut off, he's in a world where he's, he's not sensitive to any words of inspiration. So it has to come from a very deep place from within himself that he comes to his own senses. But on the other hand, that everything a person does has to come on my So how do we explain this? What does this mean? Is it in the end, the point there is, as the kayach of tshuva is from helama atzmi dein seif. The power of tshuva is not from a level of a revelation, of any, any level of a ruchni's revelation that inspires a person. But it's from a very deep, hidden essence of the Eibishter 
that comes in a hidden way that's in the essence of the person. It's in the person in a concealed way. And therefore, the Balchuve, he's doing Chuve. He feels this, this is me. He's, all of, what happens to the Balchuve? He's not inspired. He's not connected. He does not interested in anything. But all of a sudden, he wakes up and says, wait a minute. Who am I? This is who I am. I should reconnect to my source. So it, it comes from a very deep essence in his very identity. On one hand, there is no revelation or inspiration here. And it's all coming from him, from his own decision. But at the very same time, what is that decision of his? It's a koyach nelam. It's that hidden essence of the Eibishter that's in him. Very similar to what we're explaining regarding Meish Rabbeinu, that it's Mipi Atzmai, it's Meish Rabbeinu's own comprehension and his Seichol, but yet that essence of Meish Rabbeinu understanding, what is it? It's really the essence of the Eibishter, the Dvar Avayi that's, that's there. And this is the Kesher between the two Perushim and the Teichel from Seifer So this explains to us the connection of the two different components of Chomish Dvarim, which it speaks about when it says Dibbe Moshe. So it's these two different things. Dibre Techoche, rebuking the Yidin, and then Beis Hechzalem Kolat Teire Kula, teaching them all of Teire. Dibre Techoche is Tachlisam De'inyin Fun Shuvah. The Dibre Techoche Moshe Rabbeinu speaks to Yidin, as of course the point is to, to, to bring the Yidin to Shuvah. So this is the aspect of Shuvah that we're talking about here. And Avedis at Shuvah, the Aveda of Tshuva has the very same unique power and unique level that you have expressed in the whole union of Mishnah Teireh. Just like Mishnah Teireh is on one hand, Meshra Rabbeinu himself, it's him, Mipi but yet because it's the essence of the Eivish, this is the essence of Teireh that's revealed here in the very being of Meshra. The same exact thing happens in Shuva. On Shuva, a person feels like this is me, this is my identity that, that, that's doing this Shuva. But really, what is that identity? It's a Koyach Nelam, it's the essence of the Abishter himself that's in him, that is his identity. We'll move on now, the Rebbe says it's understood. Just as you had to have this Mishnah Teda that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to Yidin at the first time when Yidin were on the threshold here entering the Eretz Yisrael. Al Derech Zeh Ezoich Itz similar is also now. When we're making the very last preparations to enter into Eretz Yisrael through Mashiach. And this is the Giluy from Teres Chachsidus. And today, this is the revelation of Chachsidus. So Befrat Teres Chachsidus Chabad. Specifically, Chesidus Chabad was hot the Zelbet Teichen Anal that has the very same accomplishment of what we've explained there regarding Mishnah Teira. Why? In Chesidus Chabad, Verne declared in Yonim from the Lakost and Anayfin as Chabad from the mentions on Kenan Fashtein. On one hand, the whole idea of Chesidus Chabad is explaining the concepts of Chesidus in a way that Chochmet bin Adas, the person with his mind, could understand and learn and comprehend the words of, uh, of Chesidus. That's one aspect of Chesidus Chabad. The wondrous unity that Al-Tarev explains in Tanya Perikei that takes place when a person understands Teire, that it's fully, fully integrated and understood in his Seichel. On the other hand, at the same time though, Chesidus Chabad is not about diluting and, and, and uh, lowering down or ad- adapting the words of Teire on a lower level which is just fit for human consumption or human comprehension. It's taking the purity of Chesidus and the purity of Teire and bringing it into the world of Seichel. It remains pure and pure godly divine words. So here, therefore, here in Chesidus Chabad, you have the same point, the combination of the two opposites that become actually one. And the power of how this is possible is mitzadem, but teiris achsidis is the giluf from chinesi chidusha b'teire. Teiris achsidis, and specifically Chesidus Chabad, is the revelation of the very essence, the very yechida of teire, v'gerat amal ba'riches, etzem pnimiyas ha'teire, it's the very essence, the innermost part of teire, 
Und der Fahr wird nicht in Stane, euch, wenn er steht in einer Slapschus in Seichlanushi. And therefore, even when it is adapted, sort of, and it is explained in human comprehension in the person's mind, and a person could learn it and feel like, oh, I understand this, this is mine. At the same time, though, it's the essence of the Eivishter that's there in these words of Teda that you're understanding. That's the accomplishment of Chsidis Chabad. It's godly, but at the same time, it's in your human comprehension. This is the connection of Chassidus, the revelation of Chassidus, and the expression that the Baal Shem Tev heard from Mashiach in his dream, that Chassidus is the wellsprings of Teireh, as their Mayan Alein, the very wellspring itself, it's not only that there's water that flows from the wellspring outward, but the very wellspring itself comes outward. In their Chutzah, who is the one that could come and bring down the very Teire itself into the Chutzah? And it should remain with the purity of Teire. When you go back to the very source of the wellspring, that could be brought down here below and be applied into the Chutzah, but yet retain its purity of the source of what it is. Therefore, this is the preparation for the arrival of Mashiach. Then when Mashiach comes, it will be revealed that every created being will know its creator that has, that has formed him, that has made him. Even the lowest of the lowest aspect that's outside here in the world. They're Paul Alain. The very existence, he himself, with his own, from his own approach, you're looking at who he is independently, and you see him as an entity for itself. He himself will become totally unified with the himself. The far was ato is The expression that it says here ato and ato in Chizkiyos it says refers to the Eibushter himself. It's the Eibushter himself that's the true source of this independent yesh, this independent being that's here, what's the true existence of this yesh? It's the true yesh of the Eibishter himself that is his being. And that's going to be revealed when Mashiach comes, and therefore this is accomplished through the revelation of Chassidus Chabad.